All right, it's crazy day. It's Monday. If you just get going, you're already late for work. Come on. Now we start the day. Morning coffee with Mario. Get that stretch on. Get that groove on. Shake your money maker. It's time. It's Monday. It'll be one of those days today, you know. Get up. Get up. Whatever you have, you know what I say. Get your oatmeal. Get your fresh fruit. Whatever you're sipping on, whatever you're smoking on, those old unfiltered camels, that badass Cali, whatever you have it, come on and share with us. Yeah, we start to make moving those hips. We got the hot picks. We got the sports too, but today, the focus is on creative. Creative energy, playwrights, producers, and more. Peter J. Harris in the house. The Johnson Chronicles. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to get your attention. <laughs> Come on now. Oh. Got a multitasking display. Come on. kind of a day. Welcome, everybody. Whew. Welcome to Morning Coffee, the show that comes to you live from Los Angeles, California. Not in the ghetto, but we can see the fence. I want to just remind you. So here we are. It's that kind of a day. We're going to have a special day today because I, unlike other days, you know, we would tend to focus on the president because, you know, oh, this is the God. serious segment, you know, once a week, I go legit. So it's not just the music stuff. So once a week. We wax political and scare the shit out of some people because, you know, we have our views. But this week, we're not going to talk about the president because in lieu 
of conversations about the Donald, we're going to have a focus on creative energies today. That means that today we're not going to do the news. And unfortunately, I've also decided to scrap marijuana for dummies. <laughs> now, of course, that doesn't mean I don't smoke. That just means we don't get to talk about it. <laughs> so it's a different day, show today to catch my breath with all the focus on creative people. But, as, but just as a little note, for those of you who are not aware, because I had to get at least one dig, go look at the show from 522. When I predicted, when I made my predictions, we were on hiatus. And I came out of hiatus to just to do a show specifically to comment on the president. And I went out on the limb much to the chagrin of some of my associates who warned me, Mario, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? I said, I'll, I'll say I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I went out with my predictions on 522. And so remember, because everything looks more clear. I, I predicted, one, the president impeached, 12 to 18 of his staff indicted. I said Kushner would go to jail. I said two to three years after the president was removed from office, he would then be tried for treason. And people say, Mar, that's so crazy. I said, that's why you make predictions. <laughs> you don't make predictions if the predictions are the same old shit. You make predictions when the predictions are different. And I wanted to go on record for saying, and people say, well, how did you come to that conclusion? Just remember, I told you I sat around and just imagined the president was guilty. Once you imagine he's guilty, it all lines up. So go take a look at that episode. We're not going to do the news today. But I had to get my little political statement in because that's what I do. <laughs> okay, you guys, we got announcements because today is true. The, the creative focus means we're going to, we have, okay, I got to give him, give him applause now. Peter J. Harris, <laughs> the writer, producer of the Johnson Chronicles, that's going to be part of the story today. He's going to be with he's we're with us, and we're going to be talking about the Johnson Chronicles and the, what it means and represents and all, and all of its wonder. So that's part of the show today. And as part of that focus on creative individuals, we also have Miranda Jante, who's a playwright, producer on her own in New York, also has a monologue production, who is seeking advice on the Internet for a strategy. And I said, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways to bring us together. So I felt like with Peter covered, she's asking for a strategy. He's living it too. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, what a wonderful chance to share this and talk about playwrights, producers, some of the stuff that they're doing as it relates to living that world, doing the dream. So that is a big part of what we're going to do today. So that's what I got planned. So we also had the full show, and we've asked Peter to see, well, we'll see how long they want to stick. We always invite the guests to stick around because the other segments often appeal in ways that may not have, like our sports, people say they watch our sports when they don't even care about sports. <laughs> we, we don't really talk about sports in the convention. So, Vic, what do we have today in the sports world and the world of hot picks? No, you're wrong, man. <laughs> Why you want to go there? Okay. Um, I'm not going to bring anything new. I'm just going to tell you about um, the second coming of Kobe. That's Kyrie Irving, if you believe that, right? Mm. I'm only telling you that. 
Also, what? <laughs> call it Kobe Bryant part deux. In other words, he has to earn it, okay? And, and I, be, I believe in him, but we're not going to go there yet. Also, um, if you haven't been following Dodgers mania, you guys are missing it, man. If you don't, if you can't That's quote to me, ball. if you can't quote anything about the Dodgers, you need to walk out on my segment, okay? Don't don't be representing. Okay? Trying to keep black folks connected to baseball. <laughs> right. Keep the ball. All right. And hot picks. You want to talk about the women? We're talking about professional, the fastest, some of the greatest women, fewer women dominating the speed of sport, competitive hit to toe with the men. We're going to talk about that later too, man. That's so, about it. So and we have some stuff coming up this week, right? I'm, sp- I'm supposed to get out the schedule. Yes. You know, there is some discipline involved yeah, in some yeah, of this stuff right. here. So yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to get out the schedule for this week. I know tomorrow night, Tuesday, we have the Quiet Storm. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to do uh, music, essentially, from folks who aren't here anymore. We're going to be mm. celebrating a bunch of the artists that have passed. Right. Recent and past. And I'm going to be taking... A, you could be online in the chat room or on Facebook. Yeah. Put in the name of an artist, and I'll go find a track. Okay. You know, because you know, I like to sometimes pull the obscure tracks from artists. But tomorrow night, Quiet Storm, we're going to be focusing on the folks that aren't here anymore. Right. Recent and past, and uh, that's right. I'll be taking requests like we do live and interactive on the air. Something are we doing? Are we doing the Wednesday? Yeah. yeah, Wednesday we got a special guest, Alan Santana, former professional boxer, former. W B. That, well, let me say it this way: World Boxing Foundation. I don't know. I, don't I just know. want to give you the long name: World Boxing Foundation. And he's still uh, the president over the American Boxing Foundation, and he has a, a organization, nonprofit called No Teen Writers. So we're going to see if we can spin that loop and get educated about the uh, power of punching. And how it leads you to a, a greater awareness about what you want to re- contribute back power to society. The power of punching. The power of punching. And you may not use your fist. Use your mind. And I know you've oh, done that. That's a lot safer. I know you've done that quite often, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, right, even bro. messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so that'll be 8 p.m. You'll get the more information. Hey, you guys, just Oh, bad. You know, okay, I'll write it in my schedule. It's already the, I all, never know shit hey, look, happening, you guys, obviously. Hey, all he has to hit is the publish button, and it'll be on the website. So you're going to see a lot of blasts coming out about okay. that today. Oh, that was my. That was That's his right. way of telling me that the website page is it's done. It's done. So yeah. I'm I'm to look at that. Okay, well that sounds good. So so and then on Friday, yes, which is the wonderful Friday night agenda for those of you who have not been here, the wonderful Friday night agenda. Stay home and save some money. <laughs> Stay home and watch Pack Stereo. Get some chicken. <laughs> Yes. You the old ladies, oh, make jack- some beans. That's not encouraging. Bottle of Yago. That's not encouraging. <laughs> and sit at home, you the old lady, and watch some cable after you watch Pax Tale TV because we have the wonderful Friday Night Agenda. Remember, it's 7 o'clock, the pre-show hosted by Artificial Intelligence Alexa. And then at 8 o'clock, I do the Marlowe's Magic Mixtape, which is all free music. All if I, All free. I'm telling you. All free music from the Creative Commons. You got to support this movement. So many artists, where they're making their music available for you legally and just retaining their rights for commercial use. So I published a playlist, and on Friday night, that magic mixtape, all the music is free, including a bunch of stuff in the Pack Stereo archive and the, the old days of Pack Stereo, the indie music label. At 9 o'clock Friday, right, Vic? 
Yes. The award winning. I know because it's my award. <laughs> that's I, jacked I just up. award. I, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> it's right. award winning. That's right. The award winning, damn it. <laughs> I, Victor, featuring Miko's Challenge, Sexy Miko, Impromptu. That's because we can never get anybody <laughs> to rehearse shit. <laughs> that's the truth. It was a show we could never get anybody available to rehearse. So Victor designed a show where you don't rehearse and it's all impromptu. He's the only he's the only one who knows for every show what's going on. That's right. And then they show up and he just adapts the show every week. That's right. Because <laughs> that's adapted to reality. You only choose people who can handle it. Right. There you go. <laughs> Peter relates, and we'll get to that. So that's what we're doing on Friday night. The award-winning I, Victor, Vic. Any new chat? We had the. The, the the guys, the young guys in the swimsuits, y'all, it's some provocative shit. I don't yeah, well, Miko got surprised. Right, she got surprised. She thought she was going to have a challenge. Deanna Hodges, the Hodges Collection, fashion entrepreneur, did a great job by setting it up as if it was going to be her challenge. And she's surprised with a group of men. I guess you can call them beefcakes, whatever, hot cakes, models, whatever you can. It was eye candy <laughs> for the ladies because we're sensitive to your needs. <laughs> Because, you know, we recognize that the show has a male, kind of a male energy, which is, you know, the male mystique. You know, after all, today that fits with the Johnson Chronicles, but it has the male mystique. So we know y'all want us to have some female sensitivity. Yeah. Get more in touch with our feminine sides. Sleep in the wet spot. Everything no, necessary. I'm not endorsing that. So I'm saying, so we do that, and part of it was... You know, to to have more of those things. What can I say? And Aaron Bell returns this week because he's now going pretty to boy. Gang, going to gangster up his challenge. Pretty boy Aaron against Bell. Miko, maybe myself, and we don't know what else may be. Everybody coming. with abs. So. There'll be a lot of men with abs. <laughs> you know, you want to be like abs. There'll be hey. some fellas. Okay, every week I get the privilege of doing a slideshow animation with the photographic work of Victor Allen. And every week when you see the photos that have Vic in it, well, he, Miko probably shot those. But anyway, it's my distinct pleasure. And so here's this week's slideshow animation. And then we're going to be coming back, right, to get into meeting our special guests here today. We'll be right back.
that track. Love that track. Music by Love Shadow, part of the Creative Commons music. I think the vocalist is Snowflake. I believe it's Snowflake. Part of the Creative Commons movement. A collaborative effort. I'll explain in a second. Besides out about the heat. Quiet. Morning coffee. I was in the quiet storm, but We are 420 friendly, just being respectful to our guests. <laughs> oh, wow. The sight sound about it. That's the latest slideshow animation, the music by Love Shadow. The reason why I, I, for a minute, on the vocalist, because the wonderful thing about these tracks are that, oh, stop it. That's a wonderful, we're not going there, that's another one is that they represent collaborative efforts. Mm. People put up that, that vocal track was uploaded a cappella. Oh, wow. And then Love Shadow. So you could find that same vocal track in a number of songs. And I've actually used it here in a number of songs. Love Shadow, that's what's so wonderful. So folks like Peter, when he has to deal with all that copyright crap, or why I can't, which, why, which is why we don't play Top 40 music to Facebook, because they will flag it immediately. But he can go to dig.ccmixture and get all these tracks, use them, cut them up in pieces legally, and they get permission as long as it's not for... Com- so there's a whole... There's the rights is all explained up there. It is a resource for the creative community and, again, why we support them. So go get that track. And I use those tracks. That's why I use them here. Oops. It's because I can. Because I can use them here. And uh, so there you go. And we can tell you, you can go get it and have it free. Go get it and have it free. And that's the wonder of what we do. And, of course, because we can bring it to Facebook. Now, get ready to do our schmooze section. And for those of you who know about our Facebook integration, we break the show into segments on Facebook. And because of that, we have to reset periodically. For those of you involved, you just have to refresh your page. (laughs) And part one will be there. And a new part two will appear and I give myself 60 seconds to do this stuff. Ready? Go. Boom. All right, Hensley. Going to stop the stream at Facebook. Get ready, Facebook people. You know I'm stopping it. Yeah, stop streaming, damn it. Now we're going to put the new metadata in for part two. Part two. with the Facebook stuff. Let's see. Gotta go better. You gotta multitask in this world. It's the way we do it. Peter Peter knows. We have to multitask. You gotta sweep up, make the Kool-Aid. <laughs> okay, part two. No news today. What well, different news? No marijuana for dummies. Just smoke up. All right, thank you. Had to make that connection. Had to make that connection. 
reset that broadcast because we do. And again, we're on a variety of social media. Vic, what do you have over there? <laughs> you want me to remind you, right? Yeah, because we have. I got. We got all kind of yeah. interactions here. Okay. Okay. Well, while you guys are doing the live stream, you stream Periscope, Twitter on the platform. I have what they call Big O Live, Live dot me, my Facebook backup, and my Periscope as well, and then lo- and uh, uh, Instagram where I'm doing some drops along the way. So we're combining that effort, man. And when we got the Facebook is integration is there, that means you can watch it. Our shows live on Facebook. And coming soon, whenever I get around to it, we'll be going live to YouTube too. Uh, but the whole point is to give you choice. And, it, and take the show to wherever you are. So now you can log into this show. If you're out there right now, you want to watch it on your phone, you actually have choices on your phone. We do our own mobile streams. 200 kilobytes per second costs you damn near nothing, like a music file. Live stream on your phone, both you stream and live stream, along with the Twitter Periscope feed, which is actually a higher quality feed. So in other words, we're, we're all over... On internet television, that's where we are. Okay? All right, you guys. It's that time. It's that time. Whoa! (laughs) That's right. Sipping and schmoozing. Sipping and schmoozing on a serious tip. Thank you. I know. I'm happy to be here, too. On a serious tip, though, you just don't realize how seldom, not as often as we would like, but just it just isn't common to run across the kind of individuals that we're, that we're going to be dealing with today, and especially the one in the studio. It's kind of hard, because even the attempt to summarize their lives' achievement is usually means you're leaving something out. <laughs> Very difficult to do. But again, that is the reason for this show, because when I get the opportunity, like when I meet people, I believe in adjusting on the fly. So when I met Peter J. Harris, I changed the agenda for the upcoming week. I was already thinking about it when I went to the play, and it's all about a play. At least it starts with that. But first of all, well, the Johnson Chronicles. Mm. The Johnson Chronicles, Truth, My Penis, Tall Tales. And you're going to get the full story behind it, but this kept coming across my desk. And because of the the advice of a good friend, uh, I went and got tickets. We went to the performance up in Hollywood at the Matrix Theater, and I posted on it. And it ended up being more than just a wonderful experience of the evening, but also the beginning of my learning more about some of my own community that's right here around us in Lemurk Park, about, you know, other creative individuals. That's why I had to do this focus on creative energies. Playwrights, producers, and more because I've been looking for this. I have been looking for this. One of the things that we never had was content. That's why Victor and I created this show. It's because we couldn't get content from any of L.A.'s content makers. They didn't understand what we were doing, so we had to make our own content. And so we ended up becoming 
producers of our own. And so here we are today with individuals of the same like. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, meet my guest, Peter J. Harris, writer, producer, all of that stuff, and, and again. Now, okay, because okay, let me give you okay. There's a piece. Let me let me read a piece because okay, because there's different ones. This is the one I like because they had says brief biography because again, the attempt to summarize this brother means you're gonna leave some out. You can leave some out. I'm just saying. So, Peter J. Harris is the author of "Bless the Ashes" poetry. Winner of the 2015 Penn Oakland Josephine Miles Award. He's also the author of The Black Man of Happiness in Pursuit of My Unalienable Right. This is a book of personal essays and also winner of a 2015 American Book Award. Harris has published his work in a wide variety of publications since the 1970s, since 1992. He's been a member of the Anansi, I hope I do it right, Writers' Workshop mm-hmm. at the World Stage in L.A.'s Lamert Park, right down the hill from me. Everybody, this one, you want to give them some more love. Because writer, faculty, all that. All that, writer, faculty. But first of all, the Johnson Chronicles, because... You know, to weave this intricate fabric today. <laughs> you know, I thought it might first be relevant for you to see that that's what captured mine because mm-hmm. I went to see. Now, what was interesting is I had seen the vagina monologues twice. Twice. And I was familiar with it, different types of styles of productions too because it's done differently. Yeah. And so, for those of you who don't know, I have a love for these art forms going back to my days when of supporting... Uh, for colored girls mm-hmm. in Tazaki Shang Day, you know, back in the day, you know. So I have a history of embracing these types of things. So when this came across my desk, and it was, you know, the first thing you do is react viscerally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Johnson Chronicles. You know, black men talking about their dick. <laughs> a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an understatement because it actually ended up being a whole different experience. So I went to the play. Ironically, who do I meet outside the building with Peter J. Harris, <laughs> who I then spoke to again from inside the, the, the play before it started, tell them that it had come across my desk. That's why I was here. And also getting some time to kick it. In just a minute, take some photos after the, the show. So, I, so again, I bring that because I think, again, the, when I think about just how everything happened, I go, the universe works in a wonderful way. So now first, Peter, you got to tell us. Tell us your story of how this, Oh, sure. the Johnson sure. Chronicles, everybody I guess. The simplest uh the simplest inspiration is I too went to the vagina monologues and while I was in the audience awaiting the show to start I was sitting with my friend and I said you know somebody just you know it'd be nice if somebody just wrote the Johnson Chronicles and it just was a joke it was funny it wasn't defensive I certainly looked forward to hearing what the 
actors, this was one of those celebrity readings. I had two. Uh, I had already read the book, so I knew what it was about. I knew what to expect. Uh, and like you, growing up a certain time in our in our cultural lives, you know, I'd read Colored Girls. I I, I didn't see it in its original state on Broadway, um, but Shange was one of the important writers who I had been reading all my youth in my youth on into my maturity. So the, that's the, just the most simple way to say it. I go to the Vagina Monologues, I'm hyped, it pops. Johnson Chronicles, it's a great turn of phrase. It's sort of round away, but it's also kind of suggests something bigger, like Chronicles, Tall Tales. What can we really <laughs> explore if we really got serious about Johnson? And it's like you said, it's not just about, yeah, man, I'm holding my Johnson, man, I'm telling you, blah, 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 I'm this, I'm that. It ain't about all that, although it includes love, it includes sex, it includes sensuality, but it also includes, at least the book does, vasectomy. What do you do when you're a 20-some-year-old person and you already had enough children and you want to figure out how to stop that flow so that you can live a more powerful and creative and satisfying life with the children you've already helped make? You know what I mean? It also includes meditations about... Old heads, you know, what, what role do black elders play in our growth as men? You know what I mean? Pops in them. Were, were they positive influences? Were they not there? If they were there, did they contribute to your development as a human being? Did they hurt somebody? You know what I mean? So we don't do taboos. So the very book itself, a book about African-American male sexuality I'm not saying anything uh, you know is super magical I would let you decide whether it's magical but I do know the history enough to know that that sexuality is one of America's biggest taboos this idea of healthy sexuality black men get even light skinned dudes like me don't don't get it twisted you know people like to trip about all this the, one of, I, I got us in the, in, the, in the happiness book there's two ways I start that book. Quoting Thomas Jefferson with the pursuit of happiness crap in the, in the Declaration. But the very next thing, Mario, is an ad that Thomas Jefferson bought to try to recapture a mulatto named Sandy who said, I'm out. Thanks, father of the country, but I don't want to be your property. I'm gone. So he described him in the ad, bruh as a mulatto and call him a drunkard and all kind of stuff. Come on, man. We don't want to play games. What's at the heart of this thing? Exploration of black manhood through the, through the uncensored voice of a brother who is not afraid. And that's what they're afraid. Like you said, a rare, yeah, a rare moment. Almost like I say, Jill Scott sings about black men in a way that's loving. Mm. No wonder it stood out to me. Mm. Your work stood out to me because even though the title makes you think one way, yes. it actually was humanizing us. It draws yes. you in because the, you think that it's really that. Yes. But then as you take a closer look, it was totally the opposite. Yes, yes. And about Let me show everybody a little promo piece that I found online. Yes. And this, I'll talk over just a bit. You can, my So friend. this is a version. This is a version from several, several years ago. And it was directed by the guy Terrell Tilford, who is in the band 
current performance as a solo artist. And what we did with this, and, and one of our goals is to get an ensemble back up on stage and let it sing. See, the key thing about black male voices, I say this all the time. We have all been born into an age. From an entertainment standpoint, the black male voice is the, the magic. It, it, it's the magic that Jack went up the beanstalk to get. The billion dollar hip hop industry, the, the, the billion dollar legacy R&B and black music industry. Black male voice as, as natural resource, as economic commodity. But the Johnson Chronicles challenges us to go deeper and inside. It says, what, did, what happened when we had our first sex? Did we even know what a pussy was? <laughs> I didn't. You know what I mean? What happens when you have your first child and you run out of time? Even if you're young, you can't get it up for nothing because you're so tired. What happens when you meet somebody else and you leave? What's the legacy of that? How do you stay in touch with your child? You know what I mean? That's all about Johnson. What's your relationship to your sexuality, your sensuality, your humanity? Is it, as, as we ask in the play, you know, the myth is Big Black Johnson. Well, what if you actually right. got one? Is that the only thing that determines your humanity? What if you don't know what to do with it? That's right. You know what I mean? Or what if you don't eat right? You can't even get an erection. It don't matter how big it is. Health is where we're after. Johnson is just a part of your whole body. It's just a sensitive barometer of who you are. If you stress, it don't work. The shit, and you built yourself up. Manhood, Mario. It's about loving yourself beyond the Johnson. But we use the Johnson obviously as a hook and as a doorway into these larger meditations. Well, I commend you. Uh, one of the things that we talked about earlier too was people get getting folks out there to see it too. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do it, frankly. It's hard. One, <clears throat> people busy. It's summer. It's Los Angeles. It's so much free stuff in L.A. I'm up there saying, come on out and give me $30, give me $20, give me a group, come get a group. Plus, you got to come up to the Matrix Theater on Melrose. You might be scared of the parking, blah, blah, blah. That little theater, though, is so perfect. Oh, yeah. It's so perfect for the solo and show. And parking was no problem. Parking is really not a problem because it's one of those few streets where you can park in the neighborhood after the meters die, and there's no you don't need those, those passes. You know, L.A. has the best parking system in the world as far as catching you and giving you a ticket is concerned. Oh, yeah. That's the most efficient department oh, in the yes. city. Raising the dollars. If they ran everything else like they ran the, the parking joint, mm -hmm. this would be a model city. Model City. So, yeah, if you're in L.A., tonight, the 31st, we have a, a special discount code. It's called Love Rate 2. You put that in on johnsonchronicles.eventbrite.com. Love Rate 2. He's telling I'll try Rate to. 2. Come on in. And let's get this young man, this, this Terrell Tilford. This guy's been on soap operas, the DL Chronicles. He's been on uh, uh, soul, uh, soul Food Major. He's a theater actor and a, a, a person who can go in front of cameras. He is wiping the floor with the Johnson Chronicles. And he's so sensitive and he's so powerful. As we get to the deeper themes of the Chronicles, he takes you into what we call the trap door of deep emotion, deep pain, deep celebration. Let me show everybody his picture. Now, the thing, too, I learned... And also what you 
find when you go look online was that in previous episodes he was directing, he wasn't yes, acting. He, uh, he directed me, and, right? Okay, and then yeah. he, now he in this one, he's acting. He's a mag- He is a he is an equity actor. He is a union man, baby. And I'm I wanted a union actor. I wanted somebody. And we're not we're not hitting the top scale of the union, but we are paying him. A fair wage. So this is this is part of my production uh, uh, commitment. I'm an artist, man. I can't tell you how long I've waited for twenty five dollars from a college when I go read somewhere my poetry. Well, um, now, I don't read. have it right here, but I actually found a piece when it was talking about your academic appointments, and it was well, listing yeah. your responsibilities <laughs> that you had at Howard. Well, One of the things that impressed me is that. You have a history of solving and administrating the day-to-day yeah. problems of yeah. producing something, anything. It you have to do the out, budgets, it all turns of that. Out, it turns out that <laughs> even though I'm an artist, as a, also I'm a trained reporter and newspaper editor. So I have a kind of rigorous linear side too. So I know how to get things done. I know how to meet deadlines. Now, yeah, obviously that's putting it lightly. Yeah, I wish I had that. I should have put that page here. But in terms of what you just did at Howard, in terms of the groups that you started, well, I, I, just go on, go on, well, Peter. Take a minute and remind me well, of what you just came first at the Howard, then at Claremont. Yes, I, went, oh, I want you to just name it. Well, so I, I don't I, mess I, it up. I went to Howard. I graduated from Howard. In 19, that's where this gray hair comes from. 1977. I've been waiting for my. I graduated in 77. Come on, man. Come on. I graduated in 77. If I knew the album, I would start singing it. But I never liked it. I got wear my Oh, I got to get my ring too. I I couldn't afford my ring. I had a baby as soon as I got out of college. So all that stuff. 77. 77. See, I told you the universe. 77. Universe. Okay, yes. Now. So I, I graduated from Howard. I began my journalistic career in Baltimore at the Baltimore Afro, Afro, Afro-American newspaper. So I wrote for a couple of years, and then I had a five-year stint running a, a, a column. I used to write a column about sports and culture. Hmm. So I'd be quoting Gil Scott Heron and cussing out Muhammad Ali when he was mm-hmm. going through that little phase when after he'd been the most you know mm-hmm. you know militant brother then he started working with the with, mm-hmm. with the straight world so he could get his stuff rehabilitated so we was young and cussing everybody out in print in them mm-hmm. days I worked oh, right. I worked for a Hall of Fame and that, uh, Sam Lacey Oh the, yes, Sam Lacey is a is in the, the major league baseball no, no. ah wait a minute I'm gonna get to him in a second no, Sam Lacey was a, a he, he used to cover Jackie Robinson and them when they first came in the league. He hired me to write a column for five years at the Afro. Wow. Now, Sam Yet, who you just that's mentioned, who I just wrote The Choice, was one of my professors at Howard. I thought about That's why I jumped there, because I remembered who was at Howard. I'm a prisoner of two things, home training and the teaching of somebody like Sam Yet. Yes. They, yes. Home training keeps me polite. Keeps me courteous. That's what my mother. So she's been dead since '84, but I treat her right by being polite and courteous okay. 24/7. That's June Harris's legacy. I'm her prisoner. You know what I mean? I'm a prisoner of Doctor Yet because he said to us, "If you're going to be into this work, into this world as a cultural worker, as a contributor to our community, then you have some some responsibilities. You have to be accountable to the best of the tradition." That's what, what I'm trying to do. 
So wherever yes. I go, <laughs> I don't say I hit it all the time. I make no, mistakes. I know what you mean, don't get brother. me wrong. I'm not trying to say I'm the knight in shining armor. I tell people all the time. I, I divorced my kid's mom. I fought for custody. I mean, I have made tons of mistakes. Believe it. Believe it, believe it. But when you take me to the bridge and it's time to be family, it's time to be the community elder at this point now in my life especially, I'm there because I believe in service in a high, you know, in, in a, you know, in, in, in toward a higher goal, a richer goal, a more uh, elemental goal, health, safety, you know what I mean? Getting through to people and saying, speak your mind, don't be... Uh, are censored by our society, by tradition, by the fear of secrets being told. Come on now. No, no, no. We, we have to look out for each other. And it starts with saying to people, particularly brothers, find your voice, find your deepest, intimate, loving voice for yourself. Find your deepest, intimate, loving voice for your loved ones, your daughters and your sons and your grandchildren, your extended family. And don't wait to the emergency. Build that muscle. Build it. Speak your mind. Be courteous. Be respectful. Listen to other people. But don't be afraid to be a human being with a take on life. And that's what that history you're talking about represents for me. Believe me, man. I, I, this scares the shit out of people. <laughs> this approach to life. Right. I've worked with black people. Right. They get scared. Right. I work with white people. They get scared. I work with Chicano, Latino people. They get scared. If you're not grown, you scared of Peter Harris. If you grown, you you collaborate with Peter Harris. Because I believe <laughs> in collaboration. That's what this whole theater thing is all about. Amazing. And let me just say. What a wonderful legacy to my alma mater. Yeah, come on now, Howard. Who fostered in me. That's why my daddy wanted me to go there. He said, I want you to go there to become a man. And so, mm -hmm. like Peter, that, is, that fabric was woven into me at such an early age yes. that when I did this, like yes. I told Peter yes. over the phone, I said, I want them old school That's right. brothers yes. from the old it's, days. And, and as you know, Mark, it's, <laughs> frankly, it's painful. <laughs> It's painful to live with this kind of rigor, this kind of ethical rigor. Now, I'm not, now, I'm not trying to say, again, I'm not knight and shit. I'm just a no, roundaway dude who was touched trying, by elders. Right? But That's it right. is. It's pain. It's That's work. Right. It hurts. cold and believe, And the people close to you That's question right. your integrity. Absolutely. They yeah. look at you sideways yeah. to see if you really are committed. That's right. That's right. And you have to prove it over and, and so over and over So here's what I say again. to people all the time. And this, this is about the Johnson Chronicles. I've been working with Terrell, for the actor, for four and a half months. We finally got to July 21, which was opening night. Here's where I stand. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to tell you in advance why I can't do it. We promised people that we would be up for nine shows at the Matrix Theater. We're up in show tonight will be number six. And we're going to be here tonight. Now, all of a sudden, we get a flood of folks who want to start really supporting us. We'll see about extending. But what we do say is this. We wake up serving. We go to sleep serving. You know, we wake up loving. We go to sleep loving. We wake up thinking big, thinking about ideas, contributing to our community as best we know how. And we go to sleep with all that on our mind. So you called me yesterday about this. <laughs> And I said, on a Sunday. That's right. And you said, 
hey, man, can you come? I said, bro, this is what I'm on the planet to do right now. You know, as I told you before, I'm sharing this with people. Sometimes I get cynical and say, because I'm going to try to get some sympathy tickets. But seriously, I'm going to say it the most real way. So on July 7th, I'm on my way to, to, to rehearsal. I'm in a traffic jam on Martell Street in Los Angeles, just south of Oakwood. I'm telling people this so they can go drive past the intersection if they're in L.A. on their way to the theater, hopefully. So I'm there, sitting there. There's a, a moving van to my left which is backed up traffic on the side coming down south on that street. I'm going north. I got to stop. A dude is trying to park his car. He's struggling. He's struggling. Soon as he parks it and opens up the lane, instead of me being able to go forward, guess what happens? I hear a car screeching around Oakwood and coming down Martell. The only lane that's open is the one coming right straight at me. The dude was about to slam into my little car head on. And I said, oh, whoa. Two things I said. Oh, shh, I'm going to be late for rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing I said is, bro, turn this car a little bit because you know you ain't going to last. I did turn the car slightly to the right. The dude hit me catacorner. So instead of hitting me head on, he hit the front left headlight. Smashed in, slammed wow. down. I mean, I'm literally like watching this. Airbags, whoosh. Wow. I see smoke coming out of the dashboard. I done seen so many TV shows. I say, oh, 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 I'm getting ready to explode up in this joint. And I say, no, no, I don't see no blood. I hear, I can move my head. I don't feel like I'm paralyzed. So I start grabbing my computer because it's got all my stuff on it. And I grab uh, some water and I roll on out and... That was my July 7th. Check it out. I called the brother, Terrell Tilford. I called the cat, John Freeland Jr., who's our stage manager. Fifteen minutes, these brothers show up. They stand with me through paramedics, interview with the cops, neighbors come, everything. And we together. And then guess what? John says, look, man, we're going to go on up and do that, finish that rehearsal. Let me have that key. So I give him the key. They go it up, handle the rehearsal. I go deal with all the stuff, dealing with the insurance, the legal stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's brotherhood. God bless that you well. And I'm here now telling you Dude, this I story. Come on. Oh, I, yeah. we ain't had that many people in the theater. This is the highest applause we done got. Yeah, so I say these things, of course, it's real life. These are chronicles, man. That's why I call it the chronicles. It suggests a, a journey. You know, as you saw the play, at one point, Terrell is going back into his history. He's literally imagining talking to himself as a teenager and telling himself, you know, orgasms and love and all this stuff. It's going to take you on a journey, bro. But if you come alive and stay alive, it's going to cause you pain and it's going to cause you joy. Remember, you can still see it. I put the... Special code in for the love rate. Love rate two. Love rate two. Yeah. And get come your special. Because we want you to come out. Ultimately, that's part of the reason for doing this, too, yes. was to make you all aware. So you get out there tonight, see the show, and enjoy the show. Now, i got to take a minute, too, to, to get a little bit. Because the Johnson Chronicles, now, as you can see, from the author himself, in terms of what we his approach was different than what you different than what you imagined 
but part of his core, you mm. know, as you know, first of all, a lot of us have multiple projects. So here we go. Peter's core, the black man of happiness. So you yeah. got to talk about that. That's give Lisa. Well, hey, take a look at the page, everybody, because you can go yeah. and get something. He also has the blog too. Yes, yes. The blog is so new. I got one blog post up. The rest of it, I've been doing this work with the play. But I'm about what I call Mario wreaking happiness. That was yes, I got not that. wreaking havoc, wreaking happiness. What? Listen, who deserves happiness more than black folks in America? I'm just, I mean, who oh, deserves it more than working people? Right. Who deserves happiness and joy more than the people on whose backs the very culture rests? You see, that's why I flash all the way back to Thomas Jefferson. I'm from D.C. I have visited uh, Thomas Jefferson's house, Monticello. I've, I've visited George Washington's house. And, and, and before the 70s and the, before the 60s, when, when we said no, and as a John Oliver Killens and all these old great thinkers and teachers, they said, well, you know, when you stand up, that's when people fall off your back. So if they're on your back, all you got to do is stand up. It ain't going to be easy from then on. But if you stand up first, you know, unless they Jim Beckworth or, 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 or somebody from the old school, they can't hang on that on your back. And I've been, before that time frame in our culture, you could go to those plantations and you'd never hear a damn thing about black folks. You just know, okay, I guess there were some slaves here. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? I've been, and that's yes. the way the tour goes. That's right. That has they all almost, changed. They might show you the slave quarters. That has they all They don't give you any slave history. And that's all changed <laughs> because we stood up and wow. said, no. We're put, they call it revisionist history. No, we call it just making it real history. <laughs> and we're making sure that black folks in particular, that's my doorway, that's my cultural doorway. But we talk about Chicano Latino folk, gay and lesbian folks. We talk about uh, Asian folks. You know, uh, uh, um, the, you know, the people's history, I think is what Howard Zinn called it. The thing is, man, what we're trying to do is wreak happiness. We want it to wreak off of us. As we move through our day, what, what I tell people when I when I'm in a room, people invite me in I, in a room. I want them to feel inspired. I want them to feel like potential is right on the horizon. And no matter, look, you're talking to a dude. Like I said, almost got killed in an accident. I've lost my house to foreclosure. You know what I mean? My daughter was raped by her stepfather, and we've been working together ever since to put that mama in jail and to do the work that we do. You know what I mean? I've been, I write poetry, for God's sake. Who reads poetry? <laughs> you know I'm fired up about life. You know, I take life seriously, man. <laughs> well, take a look, everybody. I want to show you the yeah. websites. Reeking yeah. Happiness. Ain't that pretty, though? That's the blog. Wonderful. Ooh, ain't that pretty. Take a look. You can go there. <laughs> I do beautiful shit, man. I don't mess around. It is beautiful. You know why? Because Mar Maurice White asked us in the 70s. He said, if, you, if there ain't no beauty, you got to make some beauty. That's what he says yeah, in that song, right. All that's, About Love. That's right, All About I Love. I told you I'm a prisoner of this stuff, man. That's my, I was right there with you. The Black Man of Happiness, take a look at that site, too. Go there and take a look. Yeah, yeah, and you Everybody, can buy the book on that site, too. Buy the book, and remember we said, go to the play tonight. Give yeah. it up for our guest, yeah. Peter J. Harris. He's going to stick around. We're about to do segment two where we go look at another aspiring playwright producer and what they're doing, offer some words. Give you a moment just to transition. I'm going to play a piece that was done by Richard Dito of the Watch Prophets, myself and Everett Foster, mm -hmm. entitled Pool Hall. 
from the CD that we did entitled Afterthoughts. Here's Richard D. Dodal and the Hemsley Foster Project. We'll be right back. Walking past the rickety swinging door.
all of that to heart. All right, welcome back, everybody. That track that you just heard was Richard Dito, The Watch Prophets, and Irvin Foster and myself. It's from the CD we did with Richard entitled Afterthoughts, and I have music from that available for you to listen to, available online also at our music archives and along with the new photo archives. Part two of the creative energies, playwrights, producers, and more, involve taking a look at another talented, gifted person who's a playwright and also a producer back in New York, Miranda Jonte. Let me tell you a little bit about Miranda. Miranda Jonte's world premiere play, Grease Monkey, offers an homage to poetry, love, and her Northern California roots. A veteran actress, she wrote a monologue based on some of the greatest modern love poetry. Eventually, the monologue grew into the eight-character play about a woman who has suffered loss in love and family. After inheriting her father's auto body show, she puts her life back together in an interesting way. Take a look. Here's Grease Monkey. Now, let me tell you how this comes about. Because, unlike a lot of people, I randomly friend people on Facebook. If you have an interesting profile or you're into anything that sounds remotely related to media, I friend you. And I put up notices. I said, I know it may seem a little creepy at first, but take, <laughs> take it in the context of the complete individual. It works. I friend strangers, and indeed, I've met wonderful people online specifically because of doing that, because I reach out. because of the, I looked at Miranda Jante, and I said, Grease Monkey, let's take a look at this woman, because it was just amazing. And I'll read to you what she sent to me. Well, let's, well, I'll tell you what. Let's do it. Let's do it this way. Let me show you a scene from YouTube. I told you about her. Let's take a look at a scene from YouTube. It's okay. Can we get photos of the next one? Of her going about her work. Uh, well, we can't do photos. I hear the shutter, yeah. yeah. Um, then after we film it, we'll do, yeah. do one more take and then we'll do another run for photos. That was good. It, actually, we could have used that one except for my fuck up. So. Sorry. So this is a video she's posted. Anything from you? Is it good? Uh, there were some camera things, but I'll get out on this next one. Okay. Yeah. That's it's usually need like one run anyway. Yeah. Rolling and this is Grease Monkey take two. Action. Just took it really big, huge. 
awesome things. Hey, is that Alcock? Yeah, it's Little Women. It's a good book. Yep, I read it every fall. Let's see, uh, you're not a fat. Um, I think you're definitely not any of me. I'm a Joe. I am totally a Joe. See, she was a writer, and back then, it, women were not writers. And I'm a Joe. Hey, the, uh, you can leave your list here with me. I can be your moat for any tour of bookworms, Romanus, particular aisle. Oh, thanks. Mm. No, but thanks. Uh, hey, uh, Gurnville. That's Russian River Valley, right? It is, but it's Gurnville. Are you sure? I have spent every 4th of July there since I was six, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's a lot of 4th of Julys. No, I mean, that makes you, you're an expert. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a jazz fest there, right? A lot of wines. Russian River Valley. Uh, what's the next book on your list? Oh, I'm set. <laughs> Apologize. We did the reconnection. Got we, you know, I, we do multiple streaming sources, you know. But I'm sorry for those folks who were tuned in at Facebook. In the middle, middle of that, Facebook drops out. So I'm sorry, Miranda. It did drop out during the showing of that segment, but I can guarantee everybody that'll be up there for the final broadcast piece that's put up on the web. So that was a piece just giving you the work. But let me tell you, so that was just to introduce you to her because you can go and, well, let's say, you can go to Grease Monkey. Here's the site at Grease Monkey. You can go there and take a look. She has the synopsis and history of all she's done. I want to show everybody the site. Mm -hmm. But first, before we get too far into that, let me explain to you how this came about. I saw a posting by Miranda, and it said this, and I'll read it. All right, I need a strategist. Two good friends said you should have something lined up after Shark Play. You're happiest and healthiest when you have a project. They're right, and I appreciate that they know me. I'm unsure what to do. There are three women shows I could pursue, or a remounting of a show I love, and the start of putting together Grease Monkey the movie. Planning to rent a small black box for a couple hours and film Good and Kiss for the sole purpose of filming it. We'll invite folks for audience ambience. This is not an attempt to distract myself. It, it's a knowing, deliberate move to keep the fires going and stepping into my life as an actor producer. Suggestions and strategies welcome. So Miranda Jante, sorry we did for the plate, you know, you know, blackout, but Miranda, I'm here too with Peter. Jay Harris, and let's take a look, because what I like about Miranda Vic, 
And I told Vic, I said, Vic, I want to bring this playwright producer to you because one of the things about her is that she's already doing a bunch of this stuff, mm -hmm. pretty much, you know, most of this stuff. The website, well done. Take a look, Grease Monkey, a play by Miranda. She has her clips up there where you can watch her shooting that segment, the one we just dropped out on. You can go in and watch that segment and learn about her. And also, she has a synopsis and the history of what she's doing. Along with some nice photos. The director and cast. Showing her cast members, the people associated, and that have supported her. She has a number of production stills, photos from the productions that she's done. She celebrates her creative team. And that's so important <laughs> in these <laughs> endeavors. And she does behind the scenes. Okay? And which, as you know, yeah. this is one of the things that I have been telling people the making of mm -hmm. to begin. That's why I like Miranda. See, Miranda, you asked for a strategy, even though you seem to have mm -hmm. so much of a strategy in place. It's maybe a matter of just coordinating how you bring things. But these are some of the things that I've been telling people to do. I've been telling them to talk about doing the making of because so much. So once again, this wonderfully talented, she asked for a strategy. So first things I wanted to do is acknowledge what the things that she's done right. Because this is different from many people. Willingness to have pieces of your shows online, aspiring even to produce video versions. Tyler Perry, it's difficult to shoot plays. Mm. Now, I say that as a person who does this stuff, with we got six, seven cameras, just the, the process of coordinating that, even if you shoot it in sitcom style or something like that, just particularly, I, I would find that particularly challenging. But I love the fact that, that part of her plans involve bringing to you the full productions. What about what about what do you think so far, Peter? Do you have any comments about? Oh, I'm impressed. I mean, we don't even have a Johnson Chronicles website. We have an event page on Facebook, uh, but that's you know when I see people who are taking that leap, uh, it's inspiring to me. It reminds me there are some kind of common things that you got to do now, just to sort of when you and first it's like a well-designed site that works. <laughs> I always tell that to my, my design colleagues. When you, I, She says, well, how do you want it to be? I said, well, just make it pretty. I mean, I always brief her and all that. But then when, it, when you click on something, it better work. Because that's where, as an as a old head user of these things, if it doesn't work the first time, I'm done. And so I always say that. I mean, I'm looking at it now. It looks really impressive. Um, it look, and, of course, if you're in New York doing theater, you're at least at the epicenter of possibilities, it seems to me. Here in L.A., we are about, uh, you know, theater, but most of the actors here, uh, inc including Terrell, I mean, you know, their bread and butter is TV and, and movies, so theater is not able to support a lot of folks, which is why we tried our best, you know, as, as sort of modest as our budget is, we're definitely prioritizing paying our actors. Yeah. Well, take, I wanted to mention to her, she wanted a strategy. One of the things I said, 
which we have stressed, is how you use the social media platforms. Because for a lot of people, and I'm just verifying this stuff is working, by the way, because, you know, we get paranoid <laughs> up here, so Miranda. But how we use social media? Because some of the friends, when I, okay, I didn't want to use Facebook. I was a designer developer. Didn't want to use it because I was afraid of all my old girlfriends coming out to woodwork and then buddies you neglected over the years. And, and it was none of that. It ended up being none of that. And the thing that I knew why I had to do it because social media along with short form videos were the number one ways to promote anything. Anything. Whether you're making pies, cakes, quilts, writing books. doing You want to promote anything. So I tried to tell people part of the the wonderful part of this, and Miranda, you are doing it, even as you're starting to add more personal stuff, see, that's part of it, is that most of us, many of us, it seems like most of us, we don't embrace celebrity. <laughs> we don't really embrace celebrity because we were trying so hard to be the other kind of people. We don't embrace celebrity. And the truth is that with social media, they want to know you. That's the part I rebelled against. They want to know what you eat. What kind of socks you wear? Where'd you go to the movie? And you don't want to talk that. So Miranda, and you see as as her website, which is beautiful, the one thing that she's starting to give you more and more of is her. Yes. Because what's so funny on Facebook, see, what happened was I read the data. I go look at some of the big companies when they do their research. Some of that comes out. You can interpret it. One of the things it showed was that you were not bonding the company. See, they're trying to sell you Doritos and motor oil on Facebook and Twitter. See, And you weren't bonding to companies. What you were doing is bonding to the individuals behind the companies. In my day of coming up, we picked a company name that looked so corporate you would never know we were black. <laughs> and that's the way we proved. Totally changed the day. So, Miranda, let me say, first of all, the stuff you have done that is wonderful is your wonderful website covering all the bases of your history, who you are, right, those kinds of things, uh, looking at what you're doing. Uh, and I love the fact that you're doing more and more behind the scenes. I tell people, artists now, I remind them, it's much, much cheaper to make it now. <laughs> Collect the video footage now. Just collect it with a cheap camera sitting over there on a tripod. Collect the video footage now just to document your own history. You know, because obviously you're doing some of it. So therefore, to get to the specific strategy points, because we already love what you're doing. Make I advise all artists to do things. Make Facebook, for now, their personal space, where you actually practice being celebrity. Pretend you're Oprah. Just pretend you're Oprah for a day. Like, people give a shit about where you ate lunch <laughs> or what kind of underwear you wear. Pretend you're Oprah. Let Facebook be the vehicle to do that. And let them embrace and know you to the extent to which you are comfortable. Just to the extent to... And then, to me, what happens is you start getting more and more comfortable. That's what actually happens to people. They get seduced into the world. Because I'm telling you that 250 happy birthday wishes had my old grumpy ass smiling. <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> Ask her if she, if she how, is this already been performed? Is it, are folks coming out to see her play? Uh, Miranda, she's in the, now Miranda's in there. I'm going to see, <laughs> Peter's, 
made a wonderful suggestion. We've asked that question of Miranda. She's on Facebook. But uh, as far as I know, Miranda, if you, can, if you got that question and you can put an answer in, we would appreciate it. But if not, for what I know, She's in the process uh, so of getting it going. Performing yeah, she's done uh, some pieces gotcha. before, gotcha. but now she's gone. Now this is her her next piece. God, I love the concept of a, of a daughter. Well, anything father daughter, I'm weak for, as you know. <laughs> but I love that concept of it's such a great premise that pops passes on and the, and the daughter gets hold of a, a, a garage. I, I can see some really good uh, opportunities there. To explore everything, you know, uh, the technology uh, of cars and the, the sexual uh, stereotypes about women not being able to deal with cars, all kinds of story uh, angles seem to present themselves with that premise. Yeah. Well, well go on and take a look at her Facebook. What, we're over here at her Facebook right now, as oh, you can okay. see. So those are her, those yeah, are. she's got a production previously, Good and Kiss. Oh, okay, okay. So, so that sounds like a, like a double <laughs> a night of chronicles and the Good and Kiss. That do sound connected. <laughs> you know when I say, Peter, most of us have multiple projects yes. in various stages yeah, that's of a development. Good night out the theater, don't you think? <laughs> Wonderful, First and half, she's doing it. Kiss, second half, exactly, and she's acting too. And again, you've done that too. She's no, acting I can't too. Act. I can't act. <laughs> you can't act. That's why I hire actors. Well, take a look. I want everybody to support what she's doing. That's Go cool. over there and support Miranda Jante because I find her. So the bottom line, all we can say is continue what you do and do That's more. Cool. Yeah. She's aspiring to capture her video, her projects, her plays yeah. on video. Tyler Perry, I mentioned, did that very successfully and became, you know, a millionaire and very successful based on that. So, again, that all I suggested is more Miranda, more more of you looking beautiful and sexy. I know, remember, I just say embrace the celebrity. That's all I ever say, embrace, because I didn't want to do it. And even Peter talked about me in this time. See, oh, yeah, it's very yeah, nice time. And basically, I was yeah. trying to embrace yeah, I got, celebrity. I put my jacket on for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, give it up for Miranda Dante. Yeah, that's our, our strategy. Vic, anything, anything you want to add to that? Oh no, no, man. You know, the more the merrier for me. You uh, know, uh, yeah. If you, if you, if to me, I always say. Every time you think there's a backstory, there's another backstory knocking on your back saying, don't forget about me and let's tell the story. So to me, I think there's never enough. You can always tell me to slow down, but I really don't need anything to tell me to speed up. Okay. Now I want to again apologize for the dropout on Facebook. Shit happens. I, I try to adjust as quickly as I can from on the air. But I want to just go. Let everybody, it'll be there in the complete version that goes up on the air and I'll be posting that. Last piece. Before we get a break and come back, I wanted to acknowledge our own friend, Wendy Bautista, who sent to me links about the book of Nimrod, which is a series, which, and, a, and a promo, uh, which she is part, not, she's part of, uh, not season one, but season two, and they're filming season three. Take a look at the book of Nimrod. Yeah. 
Book of Nimrod. Going to come back and give them more love on a different day, you all, so you can actually see more of it. But again, I want to acknowledge Wendy Bautista because she's an avid. First of all, besides being an actress, she's an avid blogger, poster on Facebook, and I love her political postings. I wanted to acknowledge her and her activities as an individual, as a supporter on Facebook. She's part of that group of supporters. Thank you, Wendy Bautista. And and we're going to be doing some more. I promise her we'll do a little bit more to talk to people about the Book of Nimrod, Nimrod Season 2. Okay? Now we're going to move right along because we're on a schedule. You know how we do? We gotta, I have 60 seconds now to reset that Facebook. i got to reset Facebook. You know you're going to refresh that page, everybody. Because we break the show up in the segments. We must. We do. As they make us, as we are required. So now I'm resetting, putting the new element up there. Remember, I'll be coming back and editing some of this stuff after the show. I want to thank Miranda Jante. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you for doing what you do. Peter Harris is sticking with us. It's going to be fun. We're looking at the sports. And who knows? Remember, you put the way your jack strap, sports bra. When everybody dressed appropriately, damn it. Vic, how you get you you getting ready? You feel good, Vic? Oh, uh, you know I'm I'm dealing. I you know I'm dealing, man. I'm trying to keep it easy. With all this brain power here, I, I don't know what to do. And the real deep, man, Tay is deep. And there's a secret against the albums there but I can't put the camera on this person because they're just you know yeah there's a secret woman in here we can smell them <laughs> delicious <laughs> need loaf and perfume see there you go see see you got, trigger. you got triggers man see they anonymous you can say whatever you want <laughs> I know that's they can't get. get mad at you if you say stuff about them while they're anonymous oh you're taking full advantage right now you know you? I can say anything anything <laughs> alright you go pay y'all for ready it. for some Sports. You're going to pay for it. Oh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Victor Allen's new new sports recurring segment of the morning come with Mario Show. Victor Allen's fan base view of sports. Written and directed by the bald-headed black man. Rub his head and make a wish. The ladies have nicknamed him Sexual Chocolate. Here he is. Get ready for some sports, damn it. I told you. Sports balls and that steps. Just appropriately. I tried, Vic. I think, I, you should, I think you should apologize. I try. I told them sports bras. <laughs> they don't get it. I think you should apologize, man. Well, I'm going to keep it easy for the rest of us who went to um, local community colleges. See, I don't mind putting myself. I'm on this side of the room. I want you guys to know the line right here is Howard. Over here, Howard Line, West LAJC. I'm pumping my chest now, okay? 
right. I don't hear you guys clapping. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All of it gets credit. Chris, you're high. That's right. Blue sing your high That's right. It's just wrong. Just wrong. All right, man. I'm going to keep mine really short, man, because, you know, man, I could keep listening to what you guys were doing, which is, to me, it's empowering. My show keeps it light. But no, we need, we need we light. Keep it light. But, sexy. but notice the light <laughs> deals with a lot of zeros behind that dollar sign. So where I'm going over here, I'm trying to relate this to some stories you guys are talking about. Now, Mar, you know, we're, we're in between weeks sometimes. And so we couldn't get to the Kyrie Irving thing. Which I am watching I with fascination because right. you warned me it's <laughs> realer than you guys. It's real. Big talent. I'm just saying so instead of rehashing what we already know, uh-huh. this is Kobe part de. Now, I did speak my French, right? I don't know. D E U X. Kobe part two. What happened with Shaq and Kobe? Once Shaq said, Look, listen to me, just stay on my wing. And Kobe said, I don't want to be on your wing. Irving is saying, I don't want to be on LeBron's wing. There it begins. Does That's he- the winning damn wing. That's what I said. You're going to leave the winning wing to go to the winging wing. Okay. I'm just saying. So, so. <laughs> That's right. I mean, may not be winging over in uh, New York. Wait a minute. See, so right now, we have a bunch of losing cities looking for yeah. new players. But I'm not going to go there. See, I'm going to take you guys and put you in the mix. For example, it's like looking at Peter, you know, accomplished. He's the lead. Obviously, he's he plays sports. <laughs> he's a lion. He's a lion. He's a lion. <laughs> See, there we My go. Granddaughter gets me. So I know I can't put no ball on him. I dribble back there. This is wrong. This is wrong. Okay. And so, she's all trash when she's <laughs> Let's see. My kind of kid. That's wrong. <laughs> okay. This is what we're doing. Peter is like, you know, I've been doing a lot of work. I'm on Steven Spielberg's wing. I'm tired of being on the wing. <laughs> okay, Mario, you've watched, you know, that old St. Elsewhere going. That's right. That's it, you know, going old school. You tired of being on the wing. I am. If you think you got value and you know that there's the greatest professional ahead yeah. of you who's a Hall of Fame, do you stay on the wing or do you break wide and go pave your own ground? You, you pick your moment. <laughs> It may not be the right moment. Sometimes it looks like the moment, and it really ain't the moment. Yeah, okay, what? So what? I just say this: Timing. make sure you pick your moment, because yeah, there's a long history. Soon. What did BB King said? Don't make you move too soon. Yeah, that's right. You end up in some rough water. So here's here's the question: because this is, I have no more information than what you guys already have, right? So. No. Is Kyrie moving too soon, or is he seeing the writing on the wall? Not because he has to stay behind LeBron. It's because LeBron may bounce next year. And well, that's the question. He's the question is, do you? And I don't actually know the, the answer. Do, is it better to bounce now? Because LeBron may definitely bounce. Yes. He's already proven a willingness to bounce. Right. So once you add that into the equation, now you slow down and go, hmm, that's a little bit different decision because being in Cleveland without LeBron. Interesting enough, that doesn't seem to be one of the things he's, he's looking for. You know, he's not saying let me stay in Cleveland and let LeBron go, right? Get the big money ticket right. somewhere else, right? So I don't know. I I don't know, but I know that once you factor that in, right, you kind of slow down and go, hmm, 
I, I, yeah, I don't know. I know I got good experience here. Let's let's take Peter. Peter already got his lead actor, and all of a sudden, somebody else come in. Come, didn't expect it. Just Elba, Denzel Junior. Free time. <laughs> Denzel Junior. Do a play, <laughs> right? He said, I have nothing to do. I'd like to do right. your Johnson Chronicles right. over here in London. Right. Think you can help me out? Okay. He's like, I'm on the play. So do, after the run, baby. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. See, Peter already got the answer. <laughs> he already. So you give up. You give up that person, right? You give up that person and find an excuse. Well, because you may go on hiatus. No, 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 Mario. Come on, what's wrong with hiatus? I learned Watch that this. word. I want to use it. You're dancing around this, brother. You're dancing around this. Well, no. he, he may think that he's already had the peak moment of his basketball career, not this year, but the year before, when he hits that jumper, falling That's into, right. into the stands right in front of Steph Court. Curry. Right, he right. may feel that it's time to build a new peak. You know, right. that's that's normal. He's still young. Let him do. Let him. Yeah. He don't make money wherever he wherever he goes. That's for sure. So is this a business deal or an ego deal? It's probably both. It's probably both. both. I'm with Peter. It's both. It's both. Those guys are so because he didn't say I want more yeah. money. He said I want it. He don't. He don't. I want to be the thing. No, no. Wait a minute. Now he's at Cleveland. Got two years left on his contract. Yeah, he, right. He's not going unless he, they get something. That right. So he's leveraging his money early. Why wait? Right. There you go. Okay. All right. So it's more zeros than I've ever seen. That's right. More money. <laughs> right. Yes. We've ever thought I've about. Said, okay. Right. All right. So 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 let me get the answer from what I call the chiefs in the room. Mario, I'm gonna take it back to you. You know, you're a loyalist, right? By the way, I just noticed this picture. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm not getting there with yet. With the wrong. With, <laughs> no, 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 man. Leave it alone. You're trying to read ahead. Look at you. See, you said that my scene. Yeah, I didn't see, see that Peter can relate. He can already relate. You're going ahead of the game. <laughs> See, he's laughing at you. You already responded. You, you man, you should have been on social media a long time I, ago. Man, all right, you already slow. responded, reacting. I'm not going to get to Phoenix yet. What I'm trying to get to is how loyal should you be? Look, do you believe in loyalty? What? Yeah. So what? you don't believe in loyalty. That's not that word should not come up. No. So no loyalty. That's a, that's a word if you meet with Trump. So, so let me say he's this. I ask you if you're loyal. Then you just smile at his ass. So let me just say this. A peak career, can you imagine being in a career mm. where your peak is in your 20s, basically? 27 For money. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yes, uh, I can imagine. Look, I you can know imagine what? that peak. Yes. Okay. I'm about to transition. So you I see what he did? You see what he did? You see what he did? I, just, I, so, I may have peaked. Low IQ segment, right? All right, here we go. <laughs> I think okay. I have peaked. Lows? All right. Let's just go on. I'm going to transition because you took me off. <laughs> just, of it. Just off. You just jacked up he, everything. Because I'm peeking. Shouldn't who's you re- first? That's the who's on first. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So here it is. The latest rumor. Latest rumor is Phoenix. Now, okay. They got to generate buzz. Forget that. What a sleeper. <laughs> Come on, man. What, what a sleeper. of a, You know, these are when the trades you go. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. 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 You want to you want to hear you want to hear the na- players that's involved? Yeah, okay. Okay, the players that are involved: Eric Bledsoe, mm-hmm. which he's banging. Wait a minute, the number overall pick, Josh Jackson, he's good. He's looking good. And my, the Miami Heat's twenty eighteen first round pick, just to get Kyrie. Too far. Now let me ask you something, Mar- Mario. Would you like to see Kyrie in the Western Conference just to see his ball handling no. skills, the best finisher no. in the game? 
You you hate. I want to see the Eastern Conference get stronger. It's just getting boring. <laughs> okay, watch Come this. Come on, let's get another what? team. I'm, got, what? I'm a black man who got to root for Boston. Okay, watch this. <laughs> Give me a break. The world has changed. Wait, wait, wait. Peter. 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 I don't know about that. Anything that see, to this, man. I love it. <laughs> watch this. JohnsonChronicles.eventbrite.com, <laughs> baby. Love rate two is the code for the night. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's been in the business. Wait a minute. He said he says long term relationships. Don't put me on put me on that. See, I could go there, but but since we have a very VIP person in the room, I want to respect that person's presence because Mario will get carried away, which he's already proven that he has done. All right, I'm gonna take you to the uh the balls universe. And if you don't know Lavar, he's done it again. And of course his AEU game, which he coaches, uh Got into some what they call some perplexing news when he looked at a ref, you know, yelled at it, ranted, got a technical, and yeah. says, "Stay in your lane. If don't try, in short, he's saying, don't try to make yourself big off of my game." And I say that's irony hmm. because isn't he preaching the same thing that he's been doing? Yeah, it's like the president. I, I Everybody following the president, <laughs> act ass, act ask for regional unreasonable stuff, and pretend that's the norm. Right. <laughs> right. So let me just say this. He's doing the same thing. So let me just say this. At the risk of what they're saying that he's going there being so what let's just say this, throwing a woman under the bus and more so that she's a woman, not because she's just a ref. Staying in your lane, saying something like that. Is that just saying stay in your lane because I wouldn't say that to a woman today. Yeah. You I, mean, actually, I don't think I would say that to anybody and, because they all gonna get Pissed off. Yeah, and let me just say this. Let me, let me <laughs> say this. What's the lane? The game, he lost the game. His AAU team, AAU team he coaches lost the game. And at the same time, LaMelo, his son, they were on the losing outcome. So eventually he got kicked out of the game. Guess who was threatening to actually walk off the court with his team because of the ref? Pull the power move. Adidas is sponsoring the event and decided to pull the ref so they can continue on yeah, with the game. Yeah, you would think they would pull so the sponsorship. So notice, notice the power he's getting right yeah, now. Yeah, that is because you would think they would pull the sponsorship. Yeah, no. no. He could actually do that and the sponsor That's Adidas. Right. So what does that tell you about Papa Ball? Caved. Says he's, I guess, and, he, I guess and, he's and, the big weenie on campus, <laughs> I guess. Hey, I mean, is he branding himself ahead of... Well, his, I always said that. I just hope that his son... And I, I'm, a, I, that's actually where my motivation is, just to root for his son to do well in spite of his father's mouth. Right. Because that's a liability. And as well, just so you know, as well, he is actually doing what they call after the game rants. And usually, because we are used to, hey, don't go there. But is there a little bit of genius there going, this stuff is going to go viral? Well, he's keeps Is there a little bit the of genius and maybe crazy genius, right? You can get famous on the internet mm-hmm. for talking crap. You right. can literally get famous for being a person who insults That's right. people or just tears stuff apart. And we right. know, we right. remember when that went into kind of effect. So that is part of it. Use it, I guess. Okay. Now I'm going to use a. You, you said one million. About to get there. The game drew. This is yes. an AAU basketball yes. game. That's right. That drew a million Facebook. plus Facebook, Facebook viewers. viewers. A million Facebook happy to most. And what's he teaching his, his team if he's ranting at a referee, regardless of her sex? That's right. What's he teaching his squad? AAU is, yeah, see, this is the thing for me, y'all. 
this this is this is to me toxic masculinity. This is where it's <laughs> not it's That's... not about ball. The game is more important than him. His yes. son could get hurt as he he got hurt in a, a a summer league game and they held him out. Right. One one accident, the ball means nothing. Yep. You don't love the game, you better watch it. The game is what you got to love. Right. That's true. And and athletes who underachieve is a cliche. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. of fortune, misfortune. So yeah. even though the young man seems to be okay. a reasonable man, and I'm actually giving him credit for dealing with his dad. I'm actually going, I, that's got to be difficult. He seems to be doing a reasonable job of yeah, walking that he's a, good, he's a good parent, apparently. But that's that's not what this is. Right. This is ego. This is yes. damn near parody. Yes. Hey, you like yeah, like like Peter said. So he, he looked like he missing something. Like he wish he'd had all this himself. There right. you go. You yeah. know what I mean? Now let me use a comparison and I'm gonna transition on to the next to see if there's some relativity here. There was a time before rap music. What was the content that was involved in that rap music in certain aspects? And did it carry forward in such a way that there was rap that was controversial? Are you trying to I'm just, wait, I'm just, just trying to say, are, we have that, what, are there double standards here? Well, hell yeah, there's <laughs> double standards. That, that, there's triple standards. There's a bunch of whack-ass standards. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are I'm you, just saying, are you venting? I don't know if I'd give him a break. Again, it's almost like saying we give him a break because the president is got a new culture going across America. Yeah. We're all willing to be rude in public. I feel empowered. Right, you do. I'm using a few extra <laughs> curse words, <laughs> throwing them in, you know, because everybody else doing it. Why you not know? you? But that's the thing. It's a culture now in this country, unfortunately, of insulting and, you know, acting out in public. So, And that's what I'm getting. In other words, basketball is finding a pathway. And you have to take some of the controversy with it. And then you're giving somebody saying, look, you're not going to let me play in. You're not going to give me fair treatment to get in here and build my corporation. I can't compete at your level. I don't have the resources. So I have to make a splash. And I, w- I make it akin to music that we've all heard and grew up with as it evolved and start giving us well, things. again, It's like Marvin Gaye having music that behind the background well, you heard that's stuff. That's a better example. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Behind the background you said, did he say what I thought he said? He said but he's being romantic. Well, there are those and examples a different way. of talk, like, like Peter said. There are those examples out there of toxic right. masculinity. Yes. There's a point. Some of the masculinity is the things that we are attempting that's to right. embrace. We are men. Yes. But there is a point at which it's toxic. Fine line, right? Right. Okay, so let me yeah, just you, go. You don't want to get stuck. I call it arrested development. You can't mm-hmm. just get stuck. Right. That's right. Just, when I was 20, I acted a certain way. When you his exactly. age after raising children, you want to change. Exactly. You mean you guys were bad boys? Well, I didn't say all that. <laughs> I wasn't bad. We were at college. I had kids. We went, right, we went to college, study. Well, look at, look yeah, at this. We right. did a little Do dirt. I, but you know, you think... Look, let's let's get this guy has the right to be whoever he is. It's always important for me right. to say. So be, if that's who you are, but if then you gonna start peeling away layers of stuff. So when you're a coach, you have more of a responsibility, particularly in a, a AAU or a young person. Yeah, absolutely. Look at these little kids standing around. Here. That's right. You know what I mean? If I'm a parent of some of these young men, I'm definitely saying to him face to face, bro, what we here to teach these kids. 
We want to win, no question. Oh, exactly. But right. I mean, you know, it's not about you, bro. It's about the squad. See, there are some cliches that are worth having. Right. Sports is about the team. And I'm telling you, he's going to make it harder on his son. His son's going to have to be better. You remember when they, they brought the young man? Remember when Scottie Pippen and uh, Jordan mm-hmm. ganged up defensively on a dude who wound up being their teammate, Tony Kukoc? Right. But everybody, you know, they, they were giving Tony so much love. They went on and just swarmed him and shut him down. Yes, they did. Completely. And he could still play. You know, this guy may be the next coming. If Magic Johnson, who I remember, he won a championship at 19. Right. He came in in the clutch and took over for Kareem and gave him 42. That's right. So we know it can be done. But as a rule, when you're coaching folks, you got to remember what kind of griot clothes you end up wearing. You know, right now I'm looking at it, he got some sandals on. I don't know if that's griot clothes when you're talking about taking I didn't even notice that. He's a brother attention to detail. I'm saying they go across in the back. Supposedly about religious, you know, tolerance. And you cussing out the ref, threatening her with her livelihood. You're wearing sandals. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Let's grow up, man. Yeah. Let's grow up. Needs needs some years and needs another off button and transition button. And, and it's amazing that because the sons already kind of say, "Well, that's my dad. That's all he's been like." That. I mean, you, you guys are just now getting the city, <laughs> right? So he's uh, yeah. he's already there. All right, I got to give a, a success story because you always have to have one. And I said, Mario, if you're not following the Dodgers and you don't know anything about the dominance, you need to walk out of the studio. Well, that's like hockey. <laughs> I love them <laughs> so much. <laughs> the Dodgers. Okay, come come on, man. Come on. They have wonderful food. Do I understand. See, see, no wonderful, respect. Wonderful no, cuisine. No respect. Really. No respect. Let me just say this. Imagine, take, and I know, Mario, you have a dream like this. We all have a relative dream. You're being called up the very first time. All right. All right. Your first at bat. Come on. It's overtime. The 11th inning. Kyle Farmer goes like this. He got sweat beads on his head right. going, mm. I'm being called up two outs. I got a man or two on base. I point to the sky. That's I got to do that walk off. Can I do point. the walk? Can I do the walk off? <laughs> Can I do the walk off? All right. He's sitting there. Now wait a minute. Wait till I just get to the capper on this because we already know what's up. Okay. Double walk off. You know the players come and hit you on the mound because they want to. They're supporting you so much that they can't believe the celebration that your first major league at bat and hit, you actually win the game off of your double. Man. Unbelievable story. Now, let me do this relationship to you, Mario. Name a time that you came up first at bat and you hit a home run in anything in life. I never, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did win the name, the cartoon contest. See, 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 every. Wait a minute. In the, in the eighth grade, with Snookums for the little buddy. <laughs> see what he see what happened. I did win. I'm very proud of that. You could, be a, you could be a real good political brother. You know how to deflect. You know how to deflect. We all, listen, because we are, by rights, conservative, I will not express my first home run hit because it what all. What was her just, name? That's what I was thinking. See where you're going? See where you're going? She had a name this like, is about. It was Candy, wasn't the, it? <laughs> This, see, you see what happens. You see, this Everybody is why my segment. This is see. This is why my segment never is taken seriously. He and I said, notice, Peter. Peter, he sits saying, with you, gets focused and conscious, 
And then he jumps on my segment. Okay, he jumps on my segment. I just say you hit a home run. I know you wow. I see some of your home runs. See, see, this is just wrong. I just want to know they may not be pictured here. I'm okay. Relative. Okay, all right. Let me just transition. As soon as he goes there, I know I have my B plan. My B plan is to go over to see a picture of them babies. See, everybody has that moment where they achieve something and said, "Oh my God, it was an achievement." You are. I was hating on you. <laughs> You're right. See, I'm trying to keep it family oriented. Oh, okay, that too. You're all right. My question is this: only because it's a sport that doesn't have this. It's one or two sports that don't have this. The men of the team all rush to the field. They're celebrating him. They're actually dragging him off the mound and tearing his clothes off. Well, I don't know about that. Is this a good time? Yes, because okay, just we want to have that man. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cool. I mean, can we? But we got to at least mix it up. Okay, everybody knows about your team. Everybody got a team. Peter got a team. You got a team. I got a team. I don't have a baseball. Team. Okay, but we got team players. But if you're gonna get mobbed, would you want to get mobbed by the team? Or the represent, representatives who actually make you other people cheer for the team. No, and if so, you want your boys. Yeah, we want. You want the boys. I play baseball, and it is such a Tony boring an game. It says it's such, it takes forever to play, <laughs> and it, it really it's really a test of your concentration. So See? if a dude comes up cold off the bench and hits a major league pitcher into the right field right. Or a corner for a walk off. You want your boys, man, to, 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 to mob you. To, to mob you because they know what it's like to face a dude throwing a ball right. 100 plus, you know, 90 plus miles an hour. It's not easy to do that. The cheerleading thing is all the business stuff. That's Nobody cares in baseball. Don't want the women to mob you. No, it's not man, even yeah. that to Maybe. me, honest. I mean, he, probably, he might want that. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> But on the field, Real, you want, that's right. you there want you the, go. You want your peers there you go. Love. Okay, you see? Can't focus. Okay, now. Peter, keep going. Ignore him. Here, <laughs> ignore him. There's nothing like good men giving you good love. There you go. Man, See, it's, really, it's a brotherhood thing. It's all here in the book. Wait a minute. <laughs> there oh, is, yeah. and actually, there is stuff in there about when I Tell play you. ball. Well, you know what? Here's the part I got to give much respect to. That's the part that we tend not to learn as much about until if something like this happens. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said you play ball. Oh, yeah, because I can say, especially because you could admit that the sport you was playing, like oh, me running baseball? cross cross country, was boring. Oh my god! I wish I had a run country. <laughs> right, right, I would be right. still being in shape. Right. <laughs> so I'm just giving a celebration to Kyle, really, and I'm just laughing no, because I've right. never seen somebody get mobbed like that, and, and they I were love, so happy you know, for him. That's an interesting thing, Victor, because to me, it's about clutch. Right. That's why I say show clutch is rigor. That means you concentrating in the worst situation. Right. You come up, you gonna if you strike out or you pop out. Definitely, if you foul out, there ain't nothing in baseball worse than fouling mm. out. That's the worst, oh, most impotent thing. <laughs> but when you come through for your team, it's a beautiful feeling. It's just it is. I bet I bet you scientists have studied the brain. And when you come through in the clutch, right. you are flooded with, uh, with endorphins, just, man. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I guess I forgot we got a medical <laughs> <doctor>. <laughs> right. So I, I feel for the dude. I know he is fired up, man. 
Look yeah. at them cats, man. I feel yeah. for his woman. No, he's good. No, and I, I've had a minor. <laughs> All that dwarfing is out now. I've had a minor. See, I, home, don't see Mario didn't know. Endorphin. I had my minor basketball league going into overtime. If you hit the shot, I missed the first one. It bounced off the rim. I backed up, hit it again. I got mine. You did? Yes, I did. I didn't tell you about that, man. That a Crenshaw? <laughs> no. That's <laughs> jacked up. In a while. He's throwing me under the bus. He's throwing me under the bus. You I get your, all right. Left hand <laughs> yeah, both. All right, you guys. I'm out. That's a short new new sports, man. That wasn't a short. Yes, it was. <laughs> She was not short. Yes, it was, man. Bigger Allen, do the sport fan base, do the sports. I know, y'all, even the sports, this is sports, that the, even the women who don't like sports, they'll watch this sport. It's a recurring segment of the Morning Cup with Mario show. Yeah. Every week, dress appropriately, damn it. Sports bras, dodge traps, drink some low drink cream for that fungus. You'll be all right. Sports. So sports. That's what sports is all around. Yeah. Now, we got one more section. I got to give myself 60 seconds. Right? To reset. We gotta reset Facebook once again. I hope it works because sometimes stuff stops working. Don't be mad at me. There always seems to be important times and stuff don't work. So you have to be, you know, comfortable knowing you at the whims of your provider. This is the last segment, y'all. It's the last segment. It's the last. I'm telling you. Trust me. No more. This is it. She stayed. She never comes. She was just being here for what for you. I, that's how I got her to come. Oh my god! I said on there. Then Peter's here. Peter. 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 I said Peter's gonna be here. Peter. Contributing. All right, getting ready now. One last section. Ooh, that's pretty you know, we do it. It's time for the hot picks. Oh, that it is, is cold. Besides, it's not. <laughs> we have men in it, y'all that can. So we have men every couple times a year. A couple times a year we feature men. We have men another day. Hot picks. We're going to be back with hot picks. Picks, you know, it's hot. And we have a lady in the room and. Hopefully she'll blush. Hot picks coming up. Are you like the Lamar Macklemore on this show? Take pictures from Jet Man. We're almost done. Y'all stupid to hang on the whole show. It's y'all show. I only do it once a week so we can cut it all up. Y'all show. Stand up. 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 
we can remind them again. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, hey, at this point. You trying to buy something? For real? It worked. Well, I worked well, for me. Love Ray 2. Love Ray 2. Let me show you. I'll just turn it again. I put Love Ray 2 in one word. Okay, nice little transition, you guys. Hey, look, this is the last part of morning coffee. Although some opinions vary, you know, they usually say, you know, when you guys are in the studio, it's kind of male dominated. What? Male dominated. What you mean? Don't have to things based on things that you know, women's accomplishments. So I've massaged my segment a little bit, and do not take that little. Made it more female friendly. It's, it's very achievable. I'll oh. say that. Very achievable. Okay. What I'm doing here, because I really believe in this, because I watch the sports heavily, the progression of female athletes and what they call the speed of sport. NASCAR, super, when I say super, super fast, NHRA, and what relatively the accomplishments they've made with the small group they have in the short period of time against decades of men having the history, the experience, and the performance value assigned to a place where they have to make the men stop looking at them as just women. But when all of a sudden you're up there battling for titles, and she may look good when she's outside that cockpit, because that's what I call it when they go over 200 miles an hour. As she steps in there, she's equal and or better. So what I did is said, let me recognize each one of these ladies, and then we're going to say, which one would you introduce to mama? That's all we're going to say. Uh, mama's okay, kind of that, funny. That's all we're going to do, right? That way people can understand, recognize the achievement. And this is not a scale of one to ten. This is you evaluating each one and being able to say, now I'll take her home because she has mind, body, and soul. And not necessarily in that order for you, Mario, because you're out of the camp anyway. Yeah, you ready? Never mind. <laughs> okay, let's go to the first one. Angel Sampe, simply known as NHRA Motorcycle Champion, not a segment for women against the men. This is how she rolls. She's a champion. We're not looking at somebody like others who are, we just appreciate being in the field. Anybody in here into motorcycles? Anybody? Is that what that is? Yes. <laughs> a little big. <laughs> a little big. <laughs> wait, 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 I might have to pass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ride. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have to take the bus. Think about this now. Think about this. We're in L.A., right? We're in L.A. Don't we see, oh, I mean, I'm talking about groups of men revving their motorcycles, right? For show and tell. Right. Very much so. <laughs> take yeah, it to the yeah, truck. Like a bit much. <laughs> a bit much. So, so are you intimidated? Well, it's like Pornhub. Okay, stop, stop. I just asked her to explain something. Wait, see? You want to know what's behind it, right? No, I mean, if we're going to talk, that's her job. I tell her to explain it. I don't know anything about most of them. I don't even know how to start a motor. I don't even know how they stay up while they're moving. Right. Okay. Right. So, we're talking about a champion. They cover 
about a thousand feet in about a little over six seconds, six and a half seconds. So I'm just letting you know, that's number one. Let's go to number two, Mario. Take it down to number two. We're just evaluating. Courtney Force, NHRA Funny Car Champion. We're talking about 338 miles an hour in a little over maybe four seconds. Maybe 3.8. She got a great name for yeah. what she does. Yeah, force. She does. That's, yeah, that's right. See, see. So, so, so far, what I'm saying now, she is competing with the men. If you look at the history, how fast they become champions. So each one I'm telling you about, with the exception of one, have become champions in the men's sport. So anybody into funny car? Would anybody? Mark, wait a minute. Like a Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Would any of you guys take a joy ride? I know what that is, but it sounds good. No joy ride. Probably doesn't mean the same thing today. No. My son would. He loves that stuff. He t- he does uh, drive. He t- drives uh, high end cars. Oh, he he looks. Yeah, he shoots guns and stuff. My son is totally random. I can't do that. But that's he was jumping that car in heart. Right. So so far, so far. So I would take her home to meet my son so that he could, <laughs> they can have conversation about a funny car. And he's happily married. Wait a minute. But, you know, Wait a minute. Peter got Peter got her in the house. Absolutely. But to the son. Mario That's and my granddaughter would love it too. She'd jump right in that car, man. <laughs> right. Okay. I think you shifted gears suddenly, bro. Okay. So so far. So are, are these kind of first time what I would call you guys getting to know about these champions in this I particular never, heard of never? Okay. I don't follow motorsports. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing what they've done in the time that yeah. they're in it. And it and it blows hey, me away. Let us in, you know the Look, we only have it's a waste of fuel. <laughs> we only have one African American uh, that's recognized in uh, NHRA drag top field. Look how many women! It's more women in that field that represents than our color. Well, no, I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying. So, okay, let's go on into the next. One of those facts so, just want to get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Now, here's oh, see, the fastest car in the world. As it relates to top drag, stir, top fuel, Leah Pritchard, NHRA top fuel, she had the fastest time in, uh, in the history of NHRA up until I think it was around March this year. Three hundred, short of three hundred forty. Three hundred forty miles an hour in less than at about three point seven seconds. That's crazy. That's crazy. More power to her. Okay, and, and I want to live. <laughs> What you say, man? I want to live. Wait a minute, man. Do you know they do suffer through crashes, but they have such great—I I would say—man, they got such great built-in protections for them. Cool. So, just letting you know. But just so you can get a better look, if you don't know Leah, that's Leah. Okay. okay. So she can surf, and she can roll with the fellas, and she's been a champion. So we're looking at the achievement so far. Now we're looking at her body. Man, man isn't it amazing how everybody has butt today? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm still I got with somebody that. in the back waving their hands. I am, I'm with, hey, the sisters got it naturally, but the white girls work at it. <laughs> see, they exercise. I'm ass. not even. See, I'm leaving that part alone. I'm leaving I'm just that part alone. Some of y'all just have I butt. I'm talking about Johnson. Be <laughs> I see. We need the ass chronicles. Oh, my God. Wait, look. 
I'm saying this. Is there an ex to this? <laughs> yes, yes there is. I'm just saying she's pretty bad. Look at her, those legs. She's like, yeah, you see, you don't get worked. How are you that physical driving a car? Well, she has to work out to be strong. She got to, She must be working out to hold that wheel. They're, they're, grip. I'm saying this. They are totally, and I said this group is dispelling the notion Our that they cannot compete and still be, you know, hey, look, I'm still beautiful. I still love everyday stuff. I can get behind the car and clock that 3.8 at 339 miles an hour board. all day, man. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I like it. Okay. You like it? All right. Let's go to the next. I think I hold it, mama. All right. Let's go to the next. We're going to end up voting who we think is the toughest out of this group. Well, she was one of the earliest, so she must be the toughest. Danica Patrick. That's a man right there who knows who knows the world because yeah, she's been in the business for a long time, and These she's folks gone. are so in such great shape they make me want to sit up straight. So <laughs> work on my core. That's why I don't exercise. I can't get there. I just sit like so so <laughs> so so far. These are very accomplished. Yes, women and champions. Now, Danica has not at this level yet. She has not been, and it's hard. This is, I think it's the hardest outside of maybe the indie circuit which she was in. But she's she's averaging a position of top fifteen and increasing her uh, what they will call go to top ten, and it takes some years. So we got another one here that you may want to introduce to Mama. Now, Mario, she's I'm already happily married. Got any black ones? <laughs> See, there you I go. Keep bringing home all the They be shocked as shit when I bring a black one home. See, here you go. You can just take it Spanish. off course. They, they speak in Spanish. And... Okay, all right. Well, my mother's bad, so she don't care no more. <laughs> See, I like honesty, man. This works perfectly. All right, good. So far, we got one more. One more. And this, this one, this is where I think the money is per car. Super Trofeo Lamborghini. It's strict Lorgan or Lamborghini supercars. She over this weekend finished on the podium in third place. Ashley Freiberg, first woman to finish on podium, third place of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo race. These cars, I forgot what they cost per car. They can't. Wow, that's a nice looking car. It's to watch her, and they're not doing the cert oval. This is. You know, it's the I forgot the official name that they talk about, but I watched her and I was I was blown away at her skills. If you never knew that it was a woman in the car, and I learned it by not knowing in advance. I was just watching the race, and they kept saying Freiburg, Freiburg, and then they said Ashley. I said, Oh man, it might be a Nick Ashley name like the old R and B artist. No, this woman is running, and she was actually almost leading the race, third place all time. Well, bravo! I'm trying to tell you guys. Although there may be people who think I'm (laughs) just not doing it the right way. I'm just saying it's a deadly sport, but so y'all want it? I'm behind you. Look, I am applauding their accomplishments because the few that get in, they compete immediately, quickly. So here it is, Mario, because I know you're going to give it. Wonderful. I like Freiburg myself. (laughs) Okay, you got to give me your number one and number two. Who you? Okay, but do it this way, Mario. Just going back to your twenties and thirties. Who do you introduce to whom first, the mama or daddy? 
Go back to your 20s and oh, 30s. Oh, daddy, dad gonna like all of them. <laughs> Dad's looking at it like I'm looking at it. See, the way he's going. That's my boy. That's my boy. I had one like that too, son. Had one back in the day. Mario. Old red bow around the corner. See, you don't make anybody want to fight. You, you're not even approaching it from a... You said dad, and you had me reflecting. Okay, you're number two. Give me your top two, Mario. This take, is, I take Freiburg as my top one. Okay, Freiburg. She has a wonderful smile. And Lamborghini. And I guess Danica Patrick, because I don't understand. Well, no, no, no. Forget Sorry, Danica. Leah just got me with the... You're not looking at that the car. Ass. You're not looking, looking at, at that car. ass. Huh? You're not looking at the car? No, no. I'm looking right at the ass. <laughs> and then this one, you know, and obviously no motorcycle stuff. Because, you know, that's not me. So your number two is? My number two is Leah. With the ass. Okay. All right. She's working. Look at her arms. Like a he, he big keeps, grip. He keeps passing up the drag. She might break you off. No. <laughs> no. 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 See? Pete. Pete. You. You can no, have a vote I if you want. I don't participate. <laughs> Yeah, he's smart don't man. Get trouble. He's I'm smart man. Dealing with enough That's I, right. They're gonna be right, me. I have a daughter who's a woman. And, she, I can't stop with that. Hey, and I don't like the fact that all you guys have is white women. You never have anything. No, it's done. He's we done. Had we had sisters last week. Hey, look. <laughs> My number one Lamborghini. Freiburg is my number two. Uh, Leah Pritchard, the dragster, because now I would invite wow. all these all day talented colleagues to come to the Johnson Chronicles. They should. Oh, JohnsonChronicles.eventbrite.com. Exactly, and I want to have their picture in front of the side. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson but, Chronicles. As far as taking them home to my mom and all that. No, ain't yeah, gonna happen. And done. All right, hey you guys, thanks. This was it. Hey, congratulations to all the ladies. You guys are unbelievable achievers. Unbelievable. Hey, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's show. Focus on creative energy. Yeah. Peter J. Harris, Johnson Chronicles. Remember, we put in the code. You can go get the tickets for tonight. Special Love Ray 2. Go up there, order the tickets. Be Support mm. support this effort. Yes. And join, it's a conversation, Mario. Tell them to come on up and let's talk together. And they believe me, you will enjoy that almost as much as you enjoy the play. Is the after talk and all of yeah, that, yeah. Bobby Ronnie. Well, thank my guest, Peter J. Yes, <laughs> an unnamed guest. <laughs> unnamed. Now we got unnamed guests. You know what we say, ain't nobody got our DNA. Thank you. First off, I'm not your regular dude. I bust moves like a young MC. Yeah, soda, that will be me. Got me thinking about putting down the mic one day. Then I get some more love. Thanks for the love you gotta play. What can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish me. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip-hop wasn't designed to expose the black youth, but somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball again. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to right the wrongs of my past world. So let me walk this off my wrist like my name is Earl. Articulate my thoughts clearly like Professor Laz. Do you remember Rap City with Dijon and Les? I'm looking at the front door, that's the main source. You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did, you know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making.
rhymes, but really I write songs. I like to do it like this once in a while to show some versatility and make you all smile. It's been a long time coming, I know I feel it too. The more I take a break, it's like the more I break through. With my time and space, boy, funk, I'm on point. You bless this microphone every time I annoy. The pen, the pad, I face the bad head on. Escape inside the music, see my diaries, the song, it's on. Till I write my next verse, then I go again. Into the studio, I feel like I gotta flow again. This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe. To be honest, it's more creative tranquility. I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did. You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did. You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. They say they get me, I don't think they ever got me. My name's Kowalski, but they call me Kawasaki. Kawasaki. I'm a lot of funds, but in real life, I'm more like Chachi or Cola. I told you, I'm funky like granola. Bars, can't you see that I'm a star? Who pumps his own gas in the cold really fast? I pass on your gold digging stash. I'd rather make my own money, not advance me loan money. I was spitting when you was a kid, you do all what I did. You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow essential. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. Spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did. You know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. So there you go. Nobody's got my DNA.